Uh, let's move on, though, because I, I needed to get my next guest on, Daniel Garb, a good friend of the show, terrific football commentator, not just football, but across uh, most sports as well. Garby, happy new year, mate, and thanks for your time. And to you, Kano, good to speak to you, mate. Hope all's well. I, I read this article uh, in The Age, Roy Masters, who I like. Uh, now, the, this academic by the name of John Wiley, he's a former chair of the Australian Sports Commission, the MCG Trust, has said, and it's a, it's a long article, but it's really interesting. He says, Australia is the only country in the world with four football codes. Uh, TV dollars are flowing to the top sports globally, and soccer or football, as it's called in most countries, is only going to get stronger. His thesis would anticipate that rugby league followed rugby union as the next football codes to die in Australia. And he says, as the world shrinks in terms of distances and broadcasting, the AFL is at a significant disadvantage. A FIFA World Cup can energise an entire nation, as we saw with the Matildas. Did you read it, Garby? And, I mean, you, you, you would be support, not supportive, but you wouldn't be surprised, I guess. Well... Not really, Kane. I mean, I did read it. it. Look, it was it was interesting, and obviously the academic behind it has a, fair, a lot of credibility. But, you know, he was talking over a, a long time span of yeah. 50 to 100 years, a long way down the line, and there was a fair margin between those um, two parameters as well. So, look, I, I wasn't getting too swept up in it. Um, I don't see major issues, personally, for the NRL or the ASL in this country. I think the the catalyst for the article perhaps may be rugby union, which has serious concerns. I mean, mm. you can foresee a situation where that code uh, does become um, beyond re- irrelevant in this country, where it is lower than niche. I mean, that is a serious issue for rugby union officials. I mean, the ASL is always going to be a juggernaut. I mean, I understand the theory that the world shrinks and broadcast dollars go to the biggest code worldwide that has relevance all over the globe and has international competitions that can capture minds of, of the majority. But that doesn't mean that the AFL won't continue to be the number one code in, in Australia, that NRL won't be dominant as well, that the NFL, he spoke about that a lot, mm. uh, won't have dominance in, in the USA. I mean, the USA had the Football World Cup in 1994. I don't think the NFL's <laughs> struggled at all since then. So I don't think it's an issue for the sport of football, world football either. I mean, it's always going to be the biggest sport in the world. Mm. Um, but you know, the notion that sports can't coexist or there can't be a, another tier behind the number one code that is still strong, I'm not really buying into that. I mean, rugby union, is, as we know, is dying in Australia, but it's growing stronger than ever before in Europe. I mean, countries like France and uh, in Italy and through the UK and then in countries like Argentina, which, as we know, is obsessed with the sport of world football. Rugby union's growing there better than it ever has. So there are different situations, I think, in in different countries, Kane. The one Mm. point he did make, which I think does have a lot of relevance, is around concussion, Mm. as we know. And that's where the AFL and the NRL, no doubt, are on edge and should be. Uh, The same with the NFL in in the United States. And yes, the sport of soccer does have a competitive advantage there because it's only really through headers where it's a major issue with the constant playing of the game. And that can be altered a little bit, whereas the fabric of Australian rules football and and rugby league, as we know, would be altered completely um, if they were to make massive rule changes. We've seen massive rule changes already, but massive changes in the way the game's actually played. 
and there are real worries about parents not allowing their kids to play those sports. So that had some more validity, I think, than some other aspects of, of the piece. We got there eventually. Yeah, no, you're right. He, he did reference that as well. Um, the NFL, he mentioned the lawsuit there, the challenges that uh, rugby and in particular AFL has. And he just says, uh, eventually with, with soccer for concussion, they, they may have to, to ban the header. Is that, will, will that happen? Garby with the header? Where, where's that at with concussion in, in soccer? It's been a big talking point. I, I don't think the header will ever be banned. I can see the ball being altered significantly if it becomes more of an issue. I haven't seen enough cases emerge in world football for there to be massive changes, though. There have been some, but there hasn't been a raft like we've seen in the NFL or the AFL or rugby league as well. Uh, there were a few cases and then it slowed down a little bit. That doesn't mean there won't be more, but at, at this point in time, there doesn't seem to be a panic in world football over... Mm. Um, brain injuries or CTE issues emerging from heading the ball over long periods of time. If that was to happen, I think you would see the ball change dramatically before the header is taken out of the game. I can't see that happening, although there are some restrictions being placed at junior level over how often you do head the ball um, in junior football. Yeah, and I think that's uh, all sports are mitigating the the, the CTE and the the, the future as we learn more about it. and in junior uh, football, soccer, um, yeah, there are limitations there. So there's certainly some level of concern. But uh, in terms of uh, the, the world game at the moment, Garby, where do you want to go? Because you, you cover it all. You're across everything. Is it A-League? Is it uh, across the EPL? Because there's a bit of a pause for the EPL, isn't there, with FA Cup weekend coming up and those sort of uh, third-round matches. Um, anything uh, your appeal in England at the moment? Yeah, well, I guess we can cross over a couple of big subjects in world football because the Premier League title race is on, but there are some serious players who are leaving England at the moment to go play in the Asian Cup and the African Cup of Nations. And, of course, the Socceroos are taking part in the Asian Cup as well, which is something that we should start focusing on. It's not too far away. The first game's against India on the 13th of January. The Socceroos, I'm sure, will cruise through their group. That shouldn't be too much of an issue for them. They played Bahrain in a warm-up game the day or so. But uh, then, you know, in the knockout stages of the competition, Australia's got a chance to win a very big trophy. So that's going to be on the horizon. At the a- African Cup of Nations on at the same time. Liverpool are leading the Premier League. Now their best player, Mohamed Salah, goes for a month to play in, uh, in Africa. Human uh, Song, who is Ange Postacoglu's best player at Tottenham and his captain, he'll be going to the Asian Cup to perhaps battle against the Socceroos in the latter stages. So it, it is odd that uh, the biggest arguably the biggest sporting league in the world, certainly the biggest football league in the world, the English Premier League, has to say uh, <laughs> to certain players, see you later for a month while they go play in international competitions. Mm. It's odd. Um, but I actually admire the way FIFA preserves international football. You know, world football gets criticised a lot for being funnelled towards finances and the super rich and the, the, the big clubs dominate things. But FIFA's actually done a really good job to protect international football. They could have let it fall by the wayside Right, we see what's happening now in Test cricket. Yeah. Now the ICC is letting that fall by the wayside. Right, FIFA's done a really good job in protecting international football and saying, "Yep, if you, your players don't go to these competitions and they are called up, well, they can't play for their club. They are banned. Simple as that." Lessons so, to be learned. I think FIFA deserves some credit in that sense. 
Yeah, I kind of I like that as well as you're explaining it uh, here uh, this morning. Garby, hey, mate, we're, we're out of time. We could do this for hours. But if you want to get more of his insights as well, check out his, his Twitter page. You've been quite outspoken on that uh, disaster with South Africa arresting their players as well as all your other insights and, and even some stuff on the Eagles, which we love. Garby, thanks for your time. We'll do it again soon. Good on you, Kane. Thanks, mate. All the best. Daniel Garby, they're taking us through the fact that he's not that concerned. A bit of an alarmist view over the article that I've read in The Age. If you've got a thought on it, um, let us know your thoughts. $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. You've just got to use the promo code SAVE20 with Mate. And as always, that uh, 40 Winks Timber text is open. Have you say 0433 98 11 16. Back with your thoughts after this.